This is Conversations with Corliss, the podcast that features real and inspiring people who are leading their lives with purpose, passion, and confidence. Through their stories, advice, and expertise, you will be empowered with tools and insights to become the leader you are meant to be. Your host, Corliss, is a Dare to Lead trained, certified success principles coach, best-selling author, and inspirational speaker. As an entrepreneur for more than two decades, she has coached, trained, and mentored thousands to tap into their personal power and realize their potential. Through her company, Corliss Co., she will help you dream again and break through what holds you back from leading the life you want to have. Connect with her today at corliss.ca. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. With my kids more independent and my career not as fulfilling as it once was, I found myself wondering if this was it and what was next for me. I went looking for answers to recreate my life and I found them in having meaningful conversations with inspiring people. That's what we'll do here for you. Whatever you're looking for, I'm glad you're here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. This is episode 060. Everybody is worthy enough to wear the swimsuit with Jackie Firth. Brene Brown said, owning our worthiness is the act of acknowledging that we are sacred. We are sacred. What a cool concept to consider. Our bodies are ever-changing, as are we. And in this conversation, we talk about how to feel good and worthy of putting on that swimsuit and loving yourself right where you're at. This is such a good conversation. Thank you for joining us, and don't forget to share this with a friend after you listen in. Jackie Firth is a self-acceptance advocate that leads with authenticity, laughter, and vibrant energy. She is the creator of the Be Your Own Swim Queen events, which is a community brought together through her passion to elevate women's confidence and self-acceptance. Women from all over Saskatchewan gravitate towards her naturally as her energy empowers women to embrace their body in the swimsuit now. The Be Your Own Swim Queen events create a safe space in our community for women to be who they truly are. So welcome to the show, Jackie. How excited are you to be here? Your very first podcast episode. And I'm so thrilled that I have the opportunity to introduce or interview you first. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Corliss. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to learn from you. Now, let's. this topic is a big one. It's a hot topic for women, especially, um, well, actually, I was going to say women of middle age, because that happens to be where I'm at, but I actually think it's a, a hot topic for every woman of every age. So you are confident in yourself and your body now, but you always weren't this way. Like, it's not like this just magically happened. Tell us about the journey that got you here to where you are. Oh, I think like every, anyone's story, it can be a long one. Um, but I'm originally from Ontario. I grew up swimming. I was a competitive swimmer. And of course, I spent most of my summers in the Great Lakes, so on the beaches. And I'm a chatty Kathy. I love, love, love to chat 
with women. Um, I love learning their stories. And <clears throat> one of the most common stories that I discovered with chatting with all of these women was that many of them did not feel confident in a swimsuit, similar to myself. So this journey, honestly, it's led me to where I am now just by being open and having those conversations with other women at the pool, at the beach, and learning that I'm not alone. Hmm, that's good. Now, I happen to know from previous conversations that you had kind of a pivotal moment in it. I believe it happened when you were about 24 years old, you were expecting a baby, and you were a very accomplished swimmer, but things had changed. So kind of tell us about that moment and where it kind of all came right to light. It's like a big flashlight was shone on it for you. Yeah, so I was 24. As you said, I was pregnant with my first and I, I really didn't feel at home in my body. Um, I wasn't eating well, I wasn't exercising. And I thought, hey, well, I know how to swim. So I should just try and get in the water and see if I can, you know, feel good about myself. And it actually it unraveled completely the opposite. Um, you know, I finished my my swim, I didn't get very far. <laughs> I didn't feel very confident in the water or in the bathing suit. And I struggled to physically get out of the water. It was really, really, it was embarrassing. For me, it was also, I just felt so lost in my own body. Like, what am I capable anymore? I felt like I didn't even know those, those lifeguards, they didn't set up the ladder for me. So, so I tried to struggle and, and get out of the water, but I had to ask the lifeguard to put in the ladder and pull myself out. And it was really that moment where I decided I'm never going to put myself in that situation again. I'm never going to swim again. I'm never going to be in that um, position where people can judge my body in a bathing suit. So I would say it was that moment where I just, I put my hands up in the air and I, I wanted to give up. The word that keeps coming to mind is vulnerable. Like it's just, it's like, if we're not comfortable in our own skin and we put ourselves out there in whatever form, we're, we're really being very vulnerable to open ourselves up to criticism, judgment. Is that kind of what your experience was in that moment of your life? Yeah. Yeah. You know, vulnerability is visibility. And I was showing up to the pool as exactly who I was as 24 years old six months pregnant, not knowing who I was anymore. You know, mm. my body just seemed so foreign to me. We weren't, you know, we weren't, we weren't simpatico at, at all. I didn't, I didn't even feel comfortable in clothes, let alone a bathing suit. And the fact that I just couldn't even get myself out of the water or enjoy swimming like I used to, I decided no, no more. I'm not going to do this again. Wow. I have to tell you a story about that, this because it's bringing it up. I was doing a TikTok video and I know this sounds hilarious. I'm just learning TikTok. Good for you. It, there's a lot of joy and fun involved with TikTok. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to kind of get on this platform, maybe embarrass my kids a little. Just kidding. And uh, I'm going to just kind of play with this and have some fun. I'm always challenging myself to do that. And one of the really kind of cool apps that was on there was that you could do like a time lapse and you take a picture of yourself at a certain age and then a picture of yourself now. And then it, it kind of like a little pendulum, like would swing across and it would show, you know, you at this age and then you at another age or at your age that you are now. And I found this picture of when I was 21 years old and I happen to be 51 years old now. So it's a 30 year time lapse. 
Mm-hmm. And when the pendulum swung and I was watching this video of how physically I look different, but I remember that exact time of getting that picture taken. And mm-hmm. when that picture was taken, I remember being so self-conscious about how I looked and thinking like it was a modeling photo. And the photographer was like, "Whoa, you're so beautiful. You're doing a great job. And I just re- remember being very self-conscious thinking I wasn't, I didn't even look good. I didn't think. And now looking back, I'm like, my gosh, why did I ever think that? And it's funny how, you know, even when it's not the reality, it's really the stories that we tell ourselves about our physical bodies that create our inner dialogue. And it it can just become this negative pattern that can control our lives. That's right. Yeah. And I think that's exactly, you know, looking back on it now, like I was 24, you know, I didn't even have wrinkles under my eyes. You know what I'm talking about? Like I was, I was so beautiful, but I had gained so much weight during that pregnancy because prior to that, I was suffering from body dysmorphia. I was bulimic. I was anorexic. Like I was, you know, really, really struggling with my body image. And then I got pregnant and then I gained all of this weight and I felt so lost, so mad. And yeah, when I look back now, you know, as uh, you know, I mean, I'm almost 35 and I see myself and I think you were beautiful. Mm. Why? Wh- how dare you? Isn't that true? And I think that's whatever stage you're at of your life mm-hmm. because, and whatever it is that you're focused on and what you're telling yourself, because you know, even as we get older, we're going to have these conversations with ourselves and become angry with our bodies or feel ashamed. You know, we're going to go through these things and we have to reframe how we, how we look at that is learning to love your body really a process. Oh, it's such a big process and it's a lifelong process. You know, I, I don't think I'll ever get it, get it perfectly. You know, like everything in life, it ebbs and flows. You feel like you're in rhythm and then there's moments where you're off. You know, for me, when I'm, when I'm sick, when I'm like sick or I'm grieving, I just feel like I'm not connected to that self-love, to that self-care, to that self-acceptance. And it's really, it's a journey. It's a lifelong journey and Mm -hmm. and an appreciation, you know, like looking back when I was 24, I appreciate my body. You know, I appreciate what it did for me. And I really think aging is the gift during this journey. Mm, So true. It's like the opposite is not very appealing. (laughs) We either age or we perish, right? So I think we should embrace the aging process for sure and our changing bodies and love our bodies as, as they are, I'd like to actually go back to the vulnerable piece that you talked about, because I think that's, that's really part of growing in confidence in yourself and, and being visible, like you said, is being vulnerable. And because you're a swimmer and a very accomplished swimmer, and I did an interview not that long ago with uh, a cousin of mine who was also a swimmer. I think it's kind of ironic that this keeps coming up over and over (laughs) again. And you have (laughs) reminded me 
of a story. So I grew up on the farm and I didn't get to do activities. My parents had eight children. They were very busy. I didn't get put into sports and uh, not very much anyway. And swimming was something I didn't know how to do when I became an adult. We never went to the lake. As a matter of fact, growing up on the farm, the slough became our lake. And that's where we used to, yeah, my dad used to turn, he used to turn the trough upside down that he would water the cattle, clean it out and take us out rafting in the spring on the, on the river flat. It's like my beautiful, humble beginnings. But as an adult, I didn't know how to swim. Mm-hmm. And we were going to be going on a vacation. I got married early and we were going to be going on a honeymoon that I had actually earned because we couldn't afford a honeymoon. And I had earned this trip and we were going to be going swimming. And I knew that and I couldn't swim. Mm-hmm. So I decided to reach out to our local swim, uh, swimming pool and that I should like start at level one because <laughs> I literally don't yeah. know how to swim. And the woman who registered me mustn't have realized that I was an adult and she put me in with children. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. True story. Um, she put me with little children that were like just in level one learning to swim. And here I am this adult, this is already humiliating for me. I'm already not feeling good about how I look in a swimsuit just because of how I felt about myself, quite honestly. And now I'm with a bunch of little children who could just go out there and swim. And I was overcome with fear of the water and literally could not do it. And I went to one swimming lesson. I got out of that pool so ashamed and have never gone back since. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I still go in, I go in the water now. I've learned some things. I've really had to work at overcoming the fear of that and getting comfortable in my own skin and being in the water. But it's funny because so much about being vulnerable is connected to how we feel about ourselves, how we show up, what we don't know, and being vulnerable enough to be able to be visible to someone else to even get help when we could be judged. Oh, I'm covered in goosebumps. And that's just the truth. We don't know what we don't know. And in order to show up and be vulnerable, be vulnerable, we have to be our truth. And by being our truth, that is being visible of like who we are. Like for you, I don't know how to swim. This is my truth. I'm going to show up to the pool. I'm going to be visible with all these little munchkins. And that is so powerful in itself. And that is how we truly grow. And that's how we grow our self-love, our self-acceptance. We have to be honest. And so many people are so terrified of being honest that we never move forward. We just get paralyzed. And it's so important in our life, in those small steps, you know, every, every, everyday life or in big steps, like the step that you took to go to the pool, to make that phone call. And to physically get in the water with all these little munchkins. I applaud mm-hmm. you. Good for you, Corliss. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't go back. And I wish I had. That's okay. <laughs> I wish I had. Well, actually, what ended up happening was I got more of a life uh, training instead of a physical, like, go to class swim training. Because mm-hmm. we did go to Mexico. We were going to go snorkeling. I was having a bit of a panic attack, even though I knew I was going to have a life jacket on. We were sitting on the beach and I said to my new husband at that time, I said, I can't do it. Like I can't, I'm too scared. Like even with a life jacket and there ended up being a man on the beach, on a beach towel, not far off. And he heard me having this like panic about, I can't do it, you know? And he said, 
you know, I'm a, I'm a scuba dive trainer. Like I teach this all the time. I would be happy to just take you in until you're comfortable. And he actually took me into the ocean and he did it with me. I, I don't even know what his name was, but he got me comfortable and kind of over the fear of that. And ever since then I've traveled lots and I've, you know, immersed myself in that and just, you know, talk myself through it. So it is possible, but the first step is to have the courage to be vulnerable enough to get help and to, to own your truth and to show up and accept it. A hundred percent. Wow. What a gift that man was. I know I can still see his face actually. And those little tiny swim trunks he was wearing, they were very small. (laughs) That isn't why I went in the water just so you know, but anyway, I remember that about him, but he was very kind and very helpful and he did support me through that. And I have obviously gotten much more comfortable with it now. So let's go back to, um, being angry with our bodies and ashamed of them. If someone is feeling that way, cause I think angry is actually a really g- good word to describe it. It's like, as our bodies change and evolve, we go past the mirror and it's like, I hate the way I look. And really when we say that to ourselves, we're, we're telling, we're shaming ourselves where that anger is, is coming through loud and clear to our, in our self-talk. So if someone is angry with their body or feeling ashamed of how they look, what would you want to say to them? Oh, that's a good question. I would say Corliss, sit down and turn inward, like have some really, really deep reflection about where you have been in your life and what brought you to where you are now. I think that would be the most important thing. You know, I can get mad at, at my body for several different reasons, you know, get angry. Like, why can't I do this anymore? But then I, if I go into reflection and I remember, well, well, this happened or this big life event happened, then I kind of learn to like relax and give myself some grace. And when you give yourself Mm. some grace, you just, it takes the anger away, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that that's a really good point. And, you know, one of the things that I've, I've recognized and I teach it all the time in my coaching programs is that whatever we think creates a feeling and an emotion it's tied to it. And really our emotions and our feelings are really what our life is. This is our life experience because whatever it is that you're feeling is, is your now this is life. Right. And a lot of times how we feel connects to the actions that we take. So whether we withdraw, we isolate ourselves, we pull back, you know, we, it, it, it like, it determines how we act or if we make a conscious decision because it's a positive, positive emotion, we're like, Oh, I'm going to act on that. Right. So we, however we think in our internal and external dialogue makes our emotions come to life and how we're feeling causes our actions. And we all know that our actions cause our results. Mm -hmm. So really, if you look at how that pattern plays out, how our results are a direct correlation to how we think. So if you're thinking bad thoughts about your body and, you know, shaming yourself or feeling angry about that, if you can reflect inward and say, why am I doing this to myself? It's not positive. It's not causing that the result that I want in my life. It's not making me feel good about myself. Then you can shift that around. And it's all up to us to do that. That's right. That's right. And it's, it's really taking the time, like recognizing it and stopping it and, t- and giving yourself that time to allow that grace to come and wash through your body, you know? Mm. Yeah. So is it a practice? So tell me, how, how do you do that? Like you come a long way. So how do you do that? I have come a long way. 
for me, turning inward is, is going to the pool, actually going to the pool. Um, for me hearing the, like having my head be underwater and hear the water and the waves is like my, my breathing all of a sudden it like syncs up with it. Everything just, I come into almost a completely different state. And then it brings me back to when I was younger and when I felt most confident about my body and that I am capable and that everything that I've been through, that little girl who believed in herself still exists. Yeah. So I think for me, it's really just getting myself out of the situation and getting to a place where I find self cares, where I meditate you know, where I know I'm going to put myself in a situation where I'm going to come out feeling better. And for me, that's the pool. If I can't get to the pool, I'll reach out to some friends. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hook up with my community and I'll, you know, be vulnerable. I'll tell them exactly what I'm going through. Um, and you know, I can count on my, on my very close friends to always lift me up and always remind me of my journey and how far I've come. Hmm. So put yourself in a state to feel better, whatever that is for you, for you, a hundred percent. So for you swimming for you, your girl gang, getting connected yeah. with them, the sw- other swim Queens, which is yeah. beautiful. Um, I know some of the other things for myself, just in case anybody's like, had the same panic I did when I heard you say that going underwater and you could hear the sounds and feelings. I actually have like inward turmoil. About that. I'm like, oh. oh my gosh, that would be so scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's almost like a form of self-care Corliss. Like, yeah, you have to really find what ticks for you. I mean, self-care is so different for everybody. And I think if you really pay attention to how you feel when you care for yourself, hold on to that. And that is something that will, you can always go back to and you need to voice it. Like if you, you know, are a busy mom and you've got, you know, a busy spouse, busy partner, you need to say out loud, you know, being vulnerable, being visible. I need this right now. Mm. And I'm going to go do this because I know it's going to put me in that state where I feel better about myself. So, I mean, self-care can be so different. And I think if everyone just, you know, really took the time and got to know what makes them feel good, they can offer that to themselves in their lives more. Would you love to feel more confident in yourself? You can. Confidence is something you were born with and throughout the course of living your life, things can happen that make you lose it. The good news is that because you unlearned how to be confident, you can learn how to get it back and I can help you do that. The two big things I want to highlight here are the upcoming Confident on Camera live two-part coaching session that I'm offering really soon. Because we're living in a virtual world, it's really important, especially if you're an entrepreneur, to be able to show up live online. In this class, you will learn how to confidently show up in this space to promote your story, your product, and yourself. Registration is open now, but space is limited. Head to corliss.ca to check it out. The second offer is a free seven part video series called Keys to Confidence. Within this series, you will learn seven keys to be your most confident. Check out all seven videos on my Instagram now at Corliss Co.
I love this so much. So communicate your needs, speak it. I need this right now Mm -hmm. and really try different things about your self-care and pay attention to how you feel when that's going on. Because like, as an example, I can put in my headphones and listen to a YouTube motivation video or motivation, you know, anything. I just, I go into Google or not to Google to YouTube, sorry. And I literally put in motivation video, usually a whole bunch come up. I put on one and I can run around the track. And by the way, I'm not super fast runner. When I say run, it's probably a brisk walk to most people, but it doesn't matter because I get, well, I get my heart rate going a little bit and I listen to that and it shifts my state immediately. Like immediately, that's all I have to do. It's like, I'm going to feel better. The other thing is, is coming back to the TikTok videos. What I've learned is I love to dance. And during COVID, I never got to go out anymore. My boyfriend and I, we don't get to go and, you know, do all the social scene that we always did. And we were always dancing. So I was just at home. And then a beautiful thing happened. My daughter got married in November. And there was this cute little jive that my 14 year old son and I decided to do for her at the wedding about dear, dear future husband. So we started dancing in the kitchen, him and I just practicing so that we were ready to surprise her at the wedding with this dance. It was so fun. And I started paying attention to that. I was like, I actually love to dance. Like I feel better when I dance, when the music's going and something's catchy. So now I'm like, I'm going to dance on TikTok. Like nobody's watching and probably nobody will. And that's fine, but it makes me feel good to do it. So whatever makes you feel good, put yourself in that state. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is for women out there, for your, for your listeners, like don't get discouraged if you try something and you put all this effort into it and you think it's going to make you feel better. And it doesn't, it could really depend on the season that you're in, in your life, you know, like maybe sometimes it's going to work. And then other times you try, you know, later when you're, I mean, for me, when I'm grieving, I know that sometimes you know, connecting with my girlfriends, I I don't want to do that. I want to just kind of be alone with my thoughts at the pool. So sometimes during the different ebbs and flows of your life, you need different things that are going to support your self-care and just don't get discouraged. If one doesn't, you know, you, you, I don't know, whatever it could be that you try and it doesn't work out for you. Just keep pushing through and try and find those things that light you up. Mm, Such a good point. So we're in uh, the spring season right now. And I think a natural progression of the seasons, because you brought that up, is that spring comes and we're like, oh, summer's coming. I'm going to need to put on a swimsuit. I'm going to be going to the beach. And here's a conversation that I've had with myself and that I've heard other women have where they say, oh, I got to go on a diet. I got to get to the gym. I got it. And it's like summer's coming. And it's almost like a punishment to themselves that they have to diet, they have to deprive themselves of food, they have to push themselves to to get to the gym, just to change their body so that they feel good in a swimsuit. I don't know about anyone else, but that never works for me. It never works for me to do it from a place of, you know, punishing or beating up on myself. I, I can't find motivation in that. Have you had that experience with other women that you've worked with, or maybe yourself? I, I have. Yeah. With other women, for sure. They go through those cycles where they need, they feel the need to, to be something different in a swimsuit. You know, they're showing up in that vulnerability and they feel the need to change themselves. And for me, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I, I give it much thought anymore, 
Um, you know, I, I, I love the saying, I just clean out my closets. And that means to me on social media, you know, friendships, relationships, anyone who kind of makes me feel not so great about myself. I just, I get rid of it. I, I get it out of my closet. So I, I'm not, I'm not even thinking about it. And I'm proud to say that since having my daughter the last few summers, I am only excited to get into a swimsuit. I don't care about my leg hair. I don't care how my stomach folds. I don't care about my pubic hair. If it's like poking through the suit, I don't give a <laughs> rat's. I just want to be in the water, be with my children, be at the swim queen events and just be me. It's such a better feeling than getting wrapped up in trying to prove myself to all these people who I think are judging me, but really they're just in their heads too. Likely it's just, and I push, I get it out of the closet. I'm not thinking about it anymore. You're not a part of my wardrobe. I am just going to be Mia. Okay. Like I'm so in love with that thought and for like, thank you for inspiring that. I think that that is such a powerful part of this conversation. I might even clip this and share it everywhere, maybe in a TikTok, because that is so beautiful. <laughs> because truthfully, if we just show up as ourselves, embracing who we are and get out of our ego thinking of being in our heads and like, what are other people thinking? And just let go of that. We can just authentically love and lead our best lives, truthfully. Oh, I'm covered in goosebumps. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you'll notice that when, when you do it, you start to see the beauty in the other people at the pool and at the beach. I mean, I'm a chatty Kathy. I am always making friends wherever I go. And I love the pool because it's an opportunity to connect with, with women and like, brighten their day. You know, I remember last year when I went to Riversdale pool downtown here in Saskatoon and there was this mom and she was very pregnant and she just stood there watching her other little children play in the water and the sun just like shined on her mm. <laughs> in all of her pregnant glory. She looked stunning. Like she just carried herself with confidence and I told her, I said, I just have to tell you the way that you are carrying your sweet baby in your belly is beautiful. It is such a gift to her children showing up at the pool in the bathing suit. I think it was just such a gift. And I had to tell her and the smile that came across her face, mm. like she, she looked confident. I don't know if she felt confident, but when I feel confident inside, I want to share that with other people. And I start seeing it in other people, Mo mostly women. I'm mostly looking, <laughs> you know, I'm <laughs> looking at other women at the pool, you know, checking out their amazing suits. And, you know, um, I, I, can't, I can't say I've ever really complimented many men. I don't know how my husband would feel about that, but, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think when, when you let people know the beauty that you see in them, it's really powerful. So begin with seeing the beauty in yourself. And then when you see beauty in other people, for goodness sake, share it. That's right. Do not hold back. And I get that from my mom. My mom would tell, stop so many people in the grocery store. She didn't care if it was a man or a woman, you know, she would just say, you've, you've got this going on and it looks fabulous.
Oh my gosh. Okay. Your mom and I need to meet. <laughs> my son is always like, mom, you don't have to talk to everybody everywhere. I'm like, well, I like to. That's right. <laughs> and it, the look on people's faces when you're like, oh, I love your hair or that is a great jacket or something like that. It just can really change somebody's day. We never really know what we're doing for someone else when we pay a compliment or, or tell somebody something. Actually, you and I have a mutual friend that I messaged her this morning and I truthfully am so proud of her. She had a, a significant obstacle that she was up against. And she came to me, you know, to brainstorm ideas. And I shared some things with her and I watched her implement them and I watched things turn around and man, I was, I'm so proud of her. And I thought, I'm not going to just keep that to myself. She needs to wake up to a message of like, I'm so proud of you. And she was like, you just don't know what that means to me. So we should do more of that for each other. I think I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, and you and I haven't even met yet, Jackie, and yet I can't wait to meet you next week when we get to share a panel together. (laughs) This is going to be so fun. So is there anything else like on this topic before I ask you my three closing questions? Is there anything else that you really feel like the audience needs to hear about everybody is beautiful? Everybody is beautiful. Oh, um, I'm not sure. That's a really good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would say like, just show up as yourself as much as you can in life. And eventually you'll get really comfortable with it. And people, the people who love you in your life, they're going to love you even more. You know, when you, when you show up in the, in that vulnerability and, and you be who you are. I think, I think that's just when the magic starts to unfold in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) for, for something that you really didn't know the answer to, that was a brilliant answer. That's like, uh, Oprah says tweet, tweet, like that's a tweetable moment. That was pretty, that was pretty spectacular. It was so good. I didn't write it down and I'm going to make sure it goes in the show notes. That's how good it was. So I do have one final question actually, um, before I ask you, you know, the closing questions, because I think that it's important that we recognize that if you're not feeling, you know, great about yourself. If you've been on a journey of like your physical, you haven't quite landed and feeling really great about yourself physically. I think we should give them one thing of like, what do you, what can you do to heal how you see your body? Like just one thing. I know you've already said, like, just show up as much as you can until you become comfortable with it. But is there, is there one thing that it's like, you want to speak to that woman who's like, I just am not in love with my body right now. Mm. One thing that I'm practicing a lot lately is mirror talk, talking to myself in the mirror. I know a lot of women out there, they either already do this or they don't. I know women that follow me on my Instagram, my social media, and they tell me they don't even look at their reflection. They just can't, they can't bring themselves to do it. And that to me, it just breaks my heart. So I think a really good starting place for women to find that self-confidence, self-acceptance around their body is to talk to themselves and to do it in the mirror. And I think that that really is a starting place where you, it's almost like when you speak to yourself that way, 
you start to expect that from other people. You know, like I'm, I'm, I deserve this. I am worthy of this. And you start setting the tone for your environment outside of your bathroom. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like outside of that time by yourself, you then walk into your bedroom and you feel a little bit more confident. Then you walk, you know, outside of your house and you feel a little bit more confident. And when you start speaking to yourself from a place of love, from your heart, you realize that all along you were worthy of that and that every person in your life, whether it be a loved one, a coworker, a, a, just a random person on the street, they should, everyone should speak to to you and you should speak to them like that too, from a place of love and compassion. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, you're actually reminding me of, um, an affirmation that I've been probably saying to myself for years, years. I I don't even remember. I I mean, I guess when I really started my self journey or my love, my self love journey, when I really was like intentional about, I need to learn to love myself and to reframe how I see myself. So, So this affirmation I wrote was, I love myself for who I am as I become who I want to be because I'm always striving towards becoming, but yet I recognize that I was missing the journey of loving myself right now for who I was. And this has been such a dominant pattern in my life that I needed to interrupt it and creating affirmations is something that I teach, you know, on reprogramming and reshaping how we see ourselves. And I had built this into one of the personal growth challenges that I offer and one of the exercises. So it's a video training. So they get a video training from me in the morning, they watch it. And then there's an exercise to practice for the day. And I've never heard it called mirror training, but the exercise that particular day was that they had to look at themselves in the mirror and say, I love you look right into their own eyes. Mm, Yeah. And, um, it was crazy because I feel like I've been on that journey for so long and I've done a lot of work around this. I did it. I do everything with my clients. So it's like, if we're in a challenge, I'm doing it with them. And even doing that exercise myself brought tears to my eyes. It was actually uncomfortable at first. And when I did it again, it brought tears to my eyes to actually give myself permission to say, I love you and actually mean it towards myself. Wow. Wow. It's so powerful. It is so powerful. And I mean, affirmations, conversations, whatever it is, just get in front of the mirror and start talking to yourself. Like you would talk to your children or someone else that you love. Beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is an amazing, oh, I hear is somebody, is your time up? Nope. Nope. Not at all. Okay. (laughs) Let's pause. I'm just going to message my husband and say, grab my daughter here. I'm actually not cutting this out just so you know, because I, I like real life (laughs) and I think the listeners like real life as well. We're both recording at home. Sometimes it's my Charlie decides to bark or, you know, we have to, we're just going to keep this in because this is real life. So thank (laughs) you. Thank you for being real and who you are. I enjoyed this conversation so much and uh, I really look forward to um, continuing to learn and grow and evolve with you and to, to actually meeting you next week. And I know the listeners have loved this too. So the three closing questions. The first one is because this is a real leadership podcast. Now, what that means is that leadership in my world and in my teachings is that we're all leading because leading is about influence and we're influencing our families, 
in our homes, in our communities, in our workplaces, everywhere we are, social media, we are influencing and we get a choice as to how we choose to influence people. So this is a real leadership podcast because to me, you're a real leader. So in your definition, what does leadership mean to you? Oh, leadership to me means showing up authentically. I I think it's just that simple. You know, when I host my be your own swim queen events with women who, you know, many of them don't know each other. And when we get together and do that event, the one thing that I make very clear that I would like of them is to just show up authentically, bring your true self. Mm -hmm. And that is how we really learn from each other. That's how we all lead is just by being who we are, because you, you can't fake it. You can't lead with this. I, I, I don't know. I've never tried it. I've always been loud. I, <laughs> I've always um, been goofy. And I just, I feel like if I ever tried to hide that, I wouldn't be honoring myself or my leadership or anything to anyone else. Beautiful. I love that definition. Thank you for sharing that. Now, if there was a book or a podcast that was really impactful for you, I know you listened to a few of mine on a real rampage here recently. So obviously I think you like my podcast or you probably wouldn't be here. Um, however, is there, is there a book that especially maybe a book that's on this topic, that was a real life changer for you, something that you've listened to that you want to recommend to others? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a fellow Canadian. It is Jan Arden. I do not know if you are a fan of her. Um, And the book is titled, If I Knew Then, Finding Wisdom in Failure and Power in Aging. Um, Jan, of course, in this book, she talks a lot about body image, a lot about grief, a lot about if she just loved herself growing up, like she does now, it's so there, it's such a powerful book and it's an easy read. I love to highlight my books when I read them (laughs) and the whole book is highlighted. Like you can't even imagine (laughs) so many insightful uh, quotes in there that can honestly just make you sit for a moment and ponder. Yeah. It's powerful. Oh, so good. Okay. I'm a huge Jan Arden fan. I love everything that she teaches. I, she has a recent uh, YouTube video that is about kindness. It's kids on a school bus. You have to check it out. It's just, it's so beautiful. It's so heartwarming. So yeah, please do check it out. And you know, I actually think (laughs) I have to get in a pool with you one day. I'm going to have to come to a swim queen event because I will get in the pool and I'm even going to put my head underwater and I'm going to feel this happy state. That you're, okay. Yeah, because we can change our own outcomes. And I really believe that we can when we reframe it. So I'm going to work on that. And cl- you're kind of making me fall in love with the water again. So okay. thank you for that. This is this has been awesome. Now, the final, final co- co- closing question, based on all of the highs and all of the lows in your life, because we all have them. If you were able to leave one piece of advice, what would you leave behind? Jump in and get your hair wet. Life is too short. I'm going to do just that. Just yeah. what I just said. Jump, honestly, jump in, get your hair wet and like, yeah, life is too short. Don't go to the pool with your hair done, girl. Go to the pool with the intention to get it wet and be wild and free. You deserve it. Have joy. 
so fun. So fun. And you know, now I I was going to close it off, but I have to tell you, we went to Florida and we took my stepkids and my kids. And a thing that I always did with the kids, I didn't put my head in the water because of course I'm nervous and it had to be, Mm -hmm. you know, only to my shoulders, you know, that I could go deep because I couldn't swim, but I would go in the water and I would chase the kids around and act like a piranha. I would put my arms out and I would like chase the kids around. They'd be swimming. I'd be walking and (laughs) I could catch them. And it was the happiest times for the kids, for myself, like the best memories, you know, for the kids. It's like, are we going to play piranha? You know, is the piranha going to come out? And they'd be so you could actually see fear on their faces. It was such a big thrill for them to play. It was just so fun. So kind of to your point about get your hair wet. I think what you're saying is just be in the joy of life and do it all. And don't worry about what's on the outside or how it's showing up. Just, just be in, be in life. Absolutely. That's it. Thank you, Jackie. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.